This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Come for the craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and great drinks. Stay for the conversations. Here's your host, Jonathan Green. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Bar Conversations. It's a fun one this week. No tasting notes, though, uh, because we got a flight night. We just kind of want to get right into all the good drinks uh, that we've got. We're talking with Dragon's Milk, New Holland Brewing, uh, doing a little bit of beer and uh, barrel-aged at that. It's a fun one. Don't forget to check out our past episodes. Go to hopspirits.com for all of that. And if you haven't yet, check out our Q&A uh, video cast as well. A lot of cool interviews there, mainly all in the uh, beer, bourbon alcohol space you know we talk tequila you name it uh we, we talk about it it involves alcohol so check that out if you can and enjoy the show remember to check out hops and spirits on social media at hop spirits all one word on instagram tiktok facebook and twitter you can also find hops and spirits on youtube and at hopspirits.com Welcome into another edition of the Bar Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green. It's another flight night. This one's a fun one. It's a kind of what I'd call a combo of the two. Normally, it's a lot of bourbon. The crew here is kind of who you always see on the bourbon flight nights, but it's going to be a little bit more, I don't want to call it hoppy side because that's not exactly the beers we'll be drinking, but these will be barrel-aged beers and maybe some beer barrel bourbon as well. We're here with Dragon's Milk, uh, the, but first let me introduce you to the crew. We have once again with us Jeff the Rabbit, but his name's actually Chris. Welcome in, Chris. Hey, how's it going? We also have with us A, or Ariella, better known as Influenski on Instagram. Hey, y'all. How are you? And filling in for D this week because he's not a big beer guy. I figured I'd get a beer guy who also enjoys bourbon. Seth, uh, who... You, you've seen on a few flight nights and also on one sip beer review. Seth, welcome in. Hey, y'all. And then our main guest is Dominique Bergquist, the uh, brand manager for Dragon's Milk. Did I say that correct, Dominique? Crushed it. Crushed it. Uh, aha. See, I, you, you put me on the spot, Chris, and I finally <laughs> got, got one right. So. Touche. Not bad. But we're here to talk a little bit about three different beers and then a uh, beer barrel bourbon. So first up, uh, Dominique, we have the Dragon's Milk White because uh, we're kind of going to go maybe from the lighter side to the, the you know, more potent side, I, I guess we could call it, because this one only clocks in at, what, 6%? That's right. That's right. So can you tell us a little bit about the Dragon's Milk White and how it came to be? Because it's not the original, correct? Right. Yeah, we're kind of going in order of probably proper tasting, but not necessarily in chronological order in terms of what, what came first, but... Um, so Dragon's Milk White was the first uh, real kind of spinoff of Dragon's Milk. Um, it's just was really meant to, to be a little bit more accessible to people. I mean, granted, I mean, I, I think every every day is a great day for a bourbon barrel aged stout. You know, 11%. I mean, that just kicks the day off right for me. But uh, I realize that's not that's not the average folks. But uh, so, yeah, Dragon's Milk White was just kind of reimagining what a barrel aged stout could be, what even just down to, to its appearance. I mean, I, I've got it in, I've got it in the glass now and, you know, it's really got this, you know, really beautiful golden hue, almost, you know, almost leaning a little amber for me. Um, and that's mostly coming from the barrel, um, goes in, goes in there pretty, pretty light, uh, pretty light colored. Uh, we brew it with chocolate coffee and vanilla. And really what that's trying to do is mimic those kind of classic stout flavor notes, um, but without giving it the, the dark, 
uh, the dark tones that you get from the roasted malt. Um, so it's, it's really brewed very similarly to a stout without that roasted malt component. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm guessing you guys chose the, or I guess, how did you come up with the name white for it? Uh, it was super creative because it's a white <laughs> stout. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just trying to, you know, hit the nail on the head there and, and hammer the point home, try to make it really, really clear. I mean, people people just generally associate dragon's milk with dark and kind of brooding and, and heavy. And so dragon's milk white was really kind of meant to be essentially just it's the opposite of it um, but still sitting in the family with those with those indulgent flavor notes still going into bourbon barrels um, this is aged for about 30 days in barrels where the original dragon's milk which we'll try in a little bit uh, was aged for 90 days oh wow yeah you get definitely get the coffee notes i mean i that's that's like right on the palate right off the bat mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I, i'll be honest i'm not a big coffee fan but i don't mind this as as much um, this is like my wife's favorite one that, that y'all have done. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. The coffee to me jumps right out of the glass. I mean, that's, that's definitely dominant. Um, I kind of get, I get more chocolate on maybe the back of your palate and kind of finishing with a little bit of vanilla there. Um, but yeah, coffee's for me, it is kind of the, the key flavor now going through it. Chris, I'm curious to think someone that does not drink beer and is you told me beforehand, you're not sure the last time you had a beer. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> it's not bourbon though, right? No, it's, for one, yes, it is not bourbon, but two, it's better than I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think I was going to like it, but um, the coffee is definitely there. I actually get a little bit of kind of sweetness out of it. It's very light, easy to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, I saw you drinking uh, one earlier, watching a little little racing. Uh, I'm guessing yeah. you've enjoyed this one. I, I like this one. I like Chris. I don't. I don't remember the last time I was drinking beer. Truthfully, I had an IPA here or two in the summer with the burger, but this is something I could drink in the summer. Just because I think Dominique, you mentioned this is kind of you know the opposite of Dragon's Milk. I remember right. one of those nights, Dragon's <laughs> that, and then you drink three or four, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But this, sure. this, this kind of reminds you of that kind of classic profile of, like, Dragon's Milk Stout. It's, like, really good, 6%. I'm like, perfect. Seth, you're quiet up there in the corner. Yeah, I, I've actually never had this one, Uh but I don't remember who said it. It's like, it's super accessible. Like it's not that big, huge, you know, uh, but definitely the coffee and chocolate. I think it's delicious. Now, you know, Dominique, you, you talked a little bit beforehand about how this is a very kind of one of the offshoots of the original. How, did, did you guys set out to make like an offshoot? Um, you know, is that, or did this kind of become, what was the process, I guess, in making an, another version of, of a dragon's milk? Yeah, I mean, we we have a very interesting uh, portfolio at, at New Holland, and and even just kind of stemming from our distribution footprint. You know, our main focus uh, nationally. You know, we're we're distributed, and it's like I, you know, depending on the day, it's like forty seven states. Uh, most of the states that have people in them, we have we have beer in now. Um, but and and Dragon's Milk really is that lead, and and we've kind of found over the years that 
I used to be the events manager at New Holland and you can go, you go to these beer festivals and you go to the bar afterwards and like, Oh, I like, I work for New Holland and like, okay, like, but all right, cool. It's like, Oh, I work. It's a, we make dragon smokes. Oh, it's my favorite beer. Like, I love that beer. It's like, and they, they just don't necessarily have the, the connection, the farther away you get from Michigan um, with New Holland. And as we want to kind of build out of, build out more of a portfolio that, that can play a, on a national level, it can play a little bit stronger away from home. And we really felt like maximizing the potential of Dragon's Book is going to be the smartest way to do that. Um, and this, this beer started out as a pub, pub beer for us. Uh, our, our lead innovation brewer, John, um, kind of came up with a white had heard about white stouts, you know, and had tasted a few over, over the years and wanted to try it himself. And we put our, our unique spin on it and, and doing the bourbon barrel aging and just kind of felt like, you know, this really works as a, as kind of a natural evolution for the brand. Um, not, we don't necessarily want to put everything underneath the dragon's milk uh, portfolio because New Holland, you know, what we, what we call the windmill brands, um, everything that's got a windmill on it. I mean, that's really more of like a, a playful space. That's where we do our, our fruited sours and IPAs and then lagers. Those don't, those just don't necessarily fit into the ethos of dragon's milk, but, uh, we did, we did feel like dragon's milk white did that for us. And, and like I said, and like we talked about earlier, just a more accessible option, just kind of a, an easier jump for people to, to get to the original versus kind of going from zero to a hundred. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And then you mentioned it too. Was it just that once you got outside of Michigan that people didn't realize New Holland and Dragon's Milk were the same thing? Is that why you then basically created its own brand? I mean, because it's got its own website, social media, everything. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and for the most part, you know, when we distribute beer to to California or to Texas, I mean, it's it's pretty much just Dragon's Milk. Um and so that, and so we're, we're also, I mean, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that, in that regard where, um, you know, people don't necessarily associate New Holland with Dragon's Milk, but that's also the only beer they've ever had from us is, is Dragon's Milk. So yeah, it, was, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with each other in terms of building, building that out and playing to its strengths. And um, if all, all you've ever heard of is, is Dragon's Milk, we would, we just want to be able to create a world where you can kind of interact with that on a on an everyday basis. That's why we have the, the social handles and, and the website. So, so Chris, did you go back for another drink? Are you, oh, are yeah, you pausing had, yourself? No, I've had a, I've had a couple sips already. I, um, I like it. I definitely think as somebody who doesn't drink beer or doesn't drink beer often, um, this would be something to get me maybe back into beer, you know, kind of like an introductory back into beer um so it's good it's good you know i'm almost like i don't want to say like i'm hesitant to say that like you know but it's uh <laughs> I, I didn't I, I didn't think i was gonna like it man but it uh it's good <laughs> i was gonna say just wait till we try some more because i think the the rest will be a little more even further in your wheelhouse um so let's talk about the original guy the the, the dragon's milk the the main you know the main star of the show i guess absolutely um, so yeah, if, if you, if you don't like beer, this is, we actually, so when we're at beer festivals, that's kind of the, the line that we'll, that we'll use. It's like, it's like, well, what, like, I don't, I don't like beer. Like, what do you got? It's like, well, you're probably at the wrong place to begin with, but, um, you know, being at, you're at a beer festival, but you know, we've got something for everybody and dragon's milk, uh, is what we steer people towards. Cause if, if you think that you don't like beer, 
you're probably you're, you're probably thinking of a of a light lager. You know, you're probably thinking maybe of an IPA, and and Dragon's Milk has a ton of flavor notes that just a, that have a surprisingly wide appeal. You know, there is the like we talked about earlier that coffee, chocolate, vanilla, but there's a lot of characteristics that I think you'll find in red wine. Uh, the bourbon punch really comes through in this in this beer, uh, as opposed to, to being much more subtle and Dragon's Milk White. Um, so we kind of, we, in terms of who's drinking this beer, I mean, we find a lot of wine drinkers, a lot of spirit drinkers, and, and of course, craft beer people as well. I like this one. I, I've been drinking this for a while. I remember, I remember this beer very vividly <laughs> and fondly, fondly, I think is a better word for it. I was going to say coming in at 11% to remember it, because if you have a few of these, you could be in trouble. <laughs> Cause it's so good. You just want more. Yeah. It's, it's oh, like, man. It, it's nice and smooth on the front and it's got that nice little bite on the back. That's really nice. Yeah. So how is did it, it the same mash? The, as the white dominant no, or is it different? Nope. Mash? Yeah. Totally, totally different. Yep. Totally gotcha. different. Okay. Hmm. So how did y'all come up with dragon's milk that when it first started, like how did this thing happen? Yeah, I think uh, a lot has been lost to legend and lore uh, <laughs> over the last 20 years. Um, but uh, the, sto the story goes that it was really just kind of a, uh, an experiment that our owner and brewer at the time, uh, Brett Vanderkamp, put forth. Uh, he had heard from his uncles uh, about some guys uh, along the, the coast of Lake Michigan that were aging some of their hard cider in bourbon barrels and wanted to see what he could do in terms of beer. Um, and, and yeah, it's kind of started off as a, as a single barrel experiment, really brewed the beer for the barrel. Um, a lot of times you'll see, you know, stouts exist as a, as a non-barrel age version. And then maybe as a special, as a specialty offering, you'll see them go into a barrel and, you know, and I, I tell this to, to anybody and dragon's milk pre-barrel is not good. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's really, it's kind of weird. It's it's uh it's got a lot of like green apple flavor to it and it's it's very it's it's interesting it's very young but over the course of of three months i mean really transforms in the barrel um and just it's a perfect marriage uh in terms of interacting with with the wood and pulling out those those vanillins in there um and yeah it started out like i said it's just a single barrel release and then it kind of became something that they did twice a year and, and then they were doing it quarterly and realized over time, I think what makes Dragon Smoke really unique is that we offer it year round. You know, there is a place for it in, in your fridge, um, you know, maybe one, maybe once a week or, or, or to share with friends or just to unwind with, but it doesn't, it didn't necessarily need to, to be something that we kind of kept behind closed doors and, and made exclusive. It was something that we could invest and put the time in and then we've got, I don't, I don't know the number anymore, but it's, it's thousands and thousands of, of bourbon casts holding dragon's milk now. And that's, that's probably, gosh, it's probably 65% of our volume nowadays um, is dragon's milk. And, and Chris, what, what do you think of this one? Cause it's totally different than the dragon's milk white. Uh, it's completely different. Um, I'm not going to, uh, it, it, I don't like it as much as the white. I think I like the white a little bit better. Um, I, I kind of like the, the coffee and the white a little bit better, the tasting. And I don't know, not that this one's bad, but I don't know. Maybe I need to go back to it again. 
but it's definitely <laughs> definitely a little bit heavier. Mm. Yeah, the color the color difference definitely surprised me. Yeah, you know, just looking at the two. Oh yeah. And then the 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 name Dragon's Milk. What what does that stand for? Yeah, and that's that's another one. I I uh, it was during the pandemic. I emailed. I just had some downtime, surprisingly, <laughs> um, and uh, I actually emailed uh, some like the librarian at Oxford College and. I was just like trying to dig it up because it's like, where did this come from? Like our owner, like, did, like didn't really know. And like, just, I don't want to say it came to him in a dream by any means, but there's just no like real great backstory behind it. And then what I wound up finding is that like as early as the 1500s, as, as far back as they could find like written record of it, it was kind of used to describe like strong ales, like magical elixirs, kind of stuff like that and, and it kind of pops up throughout history as being as being kind of going in and out of fashion of being used um up until like the 1800s and then it kind of disappears and whatever happened between then and you know the year 2000 i don't really know but um that's that's where we where we take its name so we're kind of we like to say that we're kind of the proud stewards of that of that name at this time kind of carrying on the tradition of dragon's milk well, I, I'll say this. I, I really enjoyed this one more than the, the white, just because obviously I'm not a big coffee lover. So, um, but this has got just so much flavor. And I, and I do find it very interesting that you said you guys don't make this. It's not a barrel aged version of something else. Because I feel like not all the time, but a lot of the time that is what happens. It's a special release for something. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was, it's, again, it just kind of goes back to that original intent of, of marrying the flavor, marrying the flavors and being super intentional about, about the process of, of crafting this beer. And um, it's not, you know, to, to, uh, to the point earlier, I mean, it's very easy to drink. It's kind of surprisingly easy. In my, in my opinion, it's, it's almost light bodied. It's me, it's me, it's, it's full, but it's got a, it's very, uh, just smooth and, and, and easy to put down and you kind of get lost in you know you drink you drink one and you got two it's like oh okay you know maybe time for a water <laughs> but, <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah absolutely yeah i have to yeah yeah i love that it's accessible um you know you can find it uh, a few of my buddies uh, have a dark beer night two or three times every winter and this is a mainstay because like you said you, you can get it um, right. it's not one of those things that you have to kind of fight over it it's truly good i think right. that's what i like you could find it it's accessible and yeah. the brand like the brand itself it's oh dragon smell i think i'd like that rather than you know some of the craft ones that as suburban drinkers going into those like aisles where they're just like a bunch of like different labels i got very overwhelmed so if I know what I like at, you know, the bourbon, like the beer aisle, like, yeah, I actually would probably pick this up if I want like a stout. Awesome. Yeah. And that, I mean, we were really intentional with our, with our packaging there too. I mean, yeah. kind of, I, use, I mean, the dragon is not subtle on that four pack or on that <laughs> bottle, but it does kind of cut through some of that clutter uh, in, in the beer set for sure. Yep. Well, and then you, you do though do special releases of this. And you do kind of what your reserve series is—is is that correct? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess I was, uh, 
kind of telling a half truth when we started that Dragon's Milk White was the first variant of Dragon's Milk. Or really, the truly the first variant were the Dragon's Milk Reserve series. Um, are we? Do you want to move on to that one? Sure. I'm already drinking mine. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna pour some wine out right now. Uh, but yeah, we've been doing this for gosh, probably ten years at, at least. Um, and we we do three or four three or four different variants every every year. Um, we've done some beer festivals in, in Michigan where we'll do we'll, we'll fill up every tap and have 25 of them and our, let our brewers go crazy. Um, but really, just trying to find different flavors and and uh, and ingredients that that highlight the best of Dragon's Milk and maybe take it in a crazy in a crazy different direction. The one one we're drinking now is um, is salted caramel. Uh, that is one that we've done we've done in the past, um, maybe maybe four or five years ago now, but just kind of always whenever we release one it's like look at this awesome new new reserve we're doing like bring back salted caramel bring back salted caramel <laughs> and it's like all right like let's do this so it was, it was definitely a fan favorite and, and a favorite in the brewery wow that is dessert in a cup uh-huh mm-hmm. dessert in a glass <laughs> yeah, i was not it. not expecting that at all it, it does it has, oh. doesn't have that bite at the end it's very wow. smooth even at the end yeah, the, the caramel comes through big oh, time sure. and this is delicious yeah. the coffee bitters is like throughout though like there's that bitterness that like marries well with the caramel it is very sweet wow. um we, we use four different oh. kinds of caramel in that um that i dessert in a glass it's a great way to put it absolutely um yeah and just and it's just one of those fun ones that we do you know this is the third one in the series for this year, we kind of followed. This one was uh, preceded by uh, we did a double double bourbon barrel with two different kinds of vanilla beans, uh, and then we did a peanut butter and cocoa nibs as well. Um, so just just going really really heavy and going going in the sweet direction, which is kind of fun. And and yeah, you you still get the classic I think pieces of dragon's milk, but just just in a in a totally unique and, and fun different way. How, how do you I've all... never ever tasted anything like that for sure. I was not expecting that. <laughs> so where are we at here on the ranking right now, Chris? Um, so I think if I had to drink one daily, it'd be the white. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if I was having a couple buddies over and an occasion, it'd probably be the the regular dragon's milk. And then after dinner. I'm not going to eat cake. I'm just going to have a, one of those, the salt and caramels. That's there you go. You know? I, I like that. I like that. How do you, how do you keep people excited for multiple releases? Uh, it's, you know, honestly, it's kind of taken on a, on a life of its own. Um, people just, those are our, our best for performing social media posts. We'll, we'll do some, we do a, an online pre-order at, a, at our brewery for pickup and, and every man, every four months, it's like, there's, you know, a couple hundred cars that show up and, and want to get it first. And um, we, I think we've just built a, a reputation around building really quality beers um, over the, over the last 25 years. Um, and, and I think that's probably what, you know, what, what's, what starts where everything starts for us is that, is that perception of, of quality accessibility. And then when we do something limited, you know, you're going to get some, you're going to get your money's worth in terms of a, of a great beer. And I guess my other question is to 
it's kind of like the chicken and the egg because of what you guys do now. So what comes first, the beer or the bourbon or is the barrel somehow just weirdly in there somewhere? Like, what, what, how does this work these days? Yeah, we, we get a lot of life out of our bourbon barrels, for, to say the least. Uh, and we are a distillery as well, um, which, is, which is pretty unique um, amidst the, the craft beer scene. And so um, we, source our, we source all of our, for Dragon's Milk, we source all of our barrels from Kentucky. Uh, we use a Cal, uh, Calvin Cooperage. Um, so we're getting kind of, you know, just from, you know, any, any big distillery that you can think of, that's what we're getting and, and using that blend. And so Dragon's Milk itself is a blend of first use and, and what we call second use bourbon barrels. So first use has only ever held bourbon, second use. And that, and that really kind of, again, is really a flavor driven as much as it is economics. Um, but, you know, first use is going to come out really hot. Um, a lot of just a big bourbon punch almost it's good but it's just a little too intense i think for for the average person um and so then we'll use second use barrels which uh have seen dragon's milk once before and that's kind of the salt and pepper like you're getting a little bit more of that just like kind of oak of the oakiness not necessarily the vanillins um, a little bit more t uh tamer of a, of a container so to speak uh and then after that you know, so we'll kind of set aside those second use barrels uh, and that's where beer barrel bourbon comes in. So we've been doing this for probably, probably 10 or 15 years now. Um, I believe we were actually the first to do bourbon in a, uh, in a beer cask. It kind of uh, preceded Jameson by, by a couple of years. Um, and yeah, this is our, this is a, a two to four year bourbon um that then spends around three months um in uh dragon's milk casks and we bought we bottle it at 80 proof uh, we do do some single barrels and store picks at, at 100 proof uh, which are awesome um but just the the everyday beer barrel bourbon uh is at 80 it's super it's very soft it's super easy to drink um what we find that the the beer barrel does is really kind of it's it's those dark malts um that kind of that are so present in the beer that that get transferred over to the uh to the bourbon so it's really chocolatey um it's all the bourbon itself has kind of a high barley content as well so it's just a very um i, I hate to use the word smooth but i mean it kind of is is what it is right i mean it's very easy to drink especially at the lower proof and you're saying it's high in barley in terms of mash mm -hmm. on oh okay yeah, so it's a, it's a, I don't know, I, I should know the, the exact percentages, but it's a, it's in the twenties uh, for barley, and that's kind wow, of an, an ode to our, our beer. Yeah, wow, the nose is very interesting. I don't know if you guys smelled it. It's like very interesting. It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like something like tart. Hmm. And I was going to say, you've perfectly segued into the beer barrel bourbon. So thank you, Dominique. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Wow. Yeah, it's sweet going down, but super easy to drink. There's like bitterness to it too, though, that you don't get usually. Very like green tartness, but not like... Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say hoppy, but like, I don't know if 
it's like weird. I've never, this is interesting. I don't think I've ever tasted or know something like this before as a bourbon. Is a beer barrel? Wow. Yeah, and how long is it in, in the, the beer barrels? Uh, 90 days. Uh, yeah, but, right, right but it's around also, three months. And now this is stuff you all make, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, so, so we, we just two to four, our own. four years, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Chris, this is more your wheelhouse. <laughs> you know, for it, being 80, for, it, for, it being, uh, for it being 80 proof, you know, I didn't expect it to have as much flavor as it does. You know, Same. I thought it was going to be, gonna be kind of flat, but, you know, it's definitely, I, I like that the bitterness on the back end isn't too much. You know, it's subtle. It's just enough to go with the sweetness, but. Yeah, I like to try the cash strength of this, actually. It has like nice legs. I was like swirling it. Yeah, I would definitely like to see this at cash drink. Yeah, like really nice legs on yeah. the glass. For sure. For two to four years, you said, Dominique? Yeah, yep. Wow. Okay. Touche. Yeah, I was going to say, when, when, when those two... Are, are, are saying that at two to four they have a very experienced palate i that's 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 good 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 things dominic not bad things good no, <laughs> yeah. no for sure for yeah. sure no we appreciate it yeah we'll have to definitely get you some of that cast strength i think we might be uh offering that next year at least for some of our store picks um so we're super excited for that well and and correct me if i'm wrong aren't you guys releasing a 10-year single malt soon is that right i thought i saw something we are. about that yeah, yeah, and I, um, I, so I just work on the beer side for the most part, or mostly anything that has a dragon on it. But our, yeah. we do really have that whole, um, that distilling program is really pretty robust. I mean, we we do bourbon, we do single malt, we do rum and, and vodka and gin. Our our gin was, um, you know, one of the, the top gins in the world uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so we've got we've definitely got some history there. But that that single malt is pretty fantastic. It's a uh, ten year, as you said. It's uh, finished in sherry casks uh, for a couple of months. Um, it's it's fantastic. That's going to be releasing soon. Um, I, I think in probably by the end of this month. They, I uh, as of three days ago they were labeling it, so I can't imagine <laughs> it'll sit around uh, for too long. But yeah, we're we're pumped about that. That'll just that'll be pretty um, pretty limited. I think it might actually just be excuse me, um, just in our brew pubs and our spirits tasting rooms. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a kind of a rare space for, for craft distilleries to be able to get 10 years out of their own juice. We're, we're excited about it. Nice. Well, you know, if you happen to lose a bottle by chance, you know, it's, it's quite all right. We won't be mad at you. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We'll get, we'll get Will on the sample train for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There we go. All right. So I, I just want to open this up because, you know, for, for me, I'm a beer guy first, bourbon second, although bourbon has quickly caught up and barrel aged beers have become a big favorite of mine. Um, I'm more, the stouts are good. Like the salted caramel was absolutely delicious. It's dessert in a glass. You could drink that. Well, I don't want to say all night. You might go into diabetic shock uh, by, by, the, by the end, uh, but, but you know, that, that's great. And, and here in Lexington where, where I live, Seth lives, you know, they do a lot of the lighter ales, you know, strawberry, 
um, ales and bourbon barrels, things like that. And I've really loved that. Um, but also, you know, we got some bourbon drinkers here. So what, what are you guys thinking? What do you want to ask? Uh, put you on the spot after you put me on the spot, Chris, <laughs> about saying names and all sorts of things. Touche, man. <laughs> um, so what other, so I know we tried the salted caramel reserve. So do you have like other reserve flavors out right now? Yeah, they, I mean, they, we, uh, we hope that they're kind of, that they're mostly gone by the time another one comes around, but just the way that that distribution works, they, they'll linger and, and that kind of stuff but yeah we did the um, we did a, a double bourbon barrel uh version in june um and for that one we aged every so that one we kind of leaned into the first use barrels so we did uh the entire batch and first use bourbon barrels through uh, madagascar vanilla beans in there and then we took everything out of barrels put it in a steel tank and then filled it and then put that beer back into another set of first use barrels so the ABV on Dragon's Milk usually is is eleven percent. This one came in at like it was like twelve three, I think maybe maybe even a little higher than that. And when we put it back in barrels, we did another set of vanilla. So just kind of like building upon that layer, those layers of flavor, a little very complex for for just using you know a, a single ingredient, so to speak. But um, that one is really exciting. Um, and then the first one this year, we did peanut butter and cocoa nibs. So. I mean, it, it was an absolute mess in a brewery. Um, they, they hated us for, for asking them to make that one. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, they, when they went all out. I mean, there was peanut butter, there was peanut butter powder. It was, it was insane, um, but it was super good. I mean, they, they really nailed the peanut butter flavor on that. And the cocoa nibs kind of provided certainly the chocolate, but just enough of a, of a nice kind of bittering backbone to, to make it something you could drink 12 ounces of. Um, but we've done you know, gosh, in the past, I mean, and there's been oatmeal cookie and mocha mint and coconut rum. I mean, I, if you can think of a flavor combination, like, we've probably gotten pretty close to it in the past. All right. So that's awesome. Those, those reserves, do they get released, you know, everywhere or do they even make it out of Michigan? They do. Yeah. It's, it's really limited and we're actually working um, really hard to expand that, that availability and that distribution, um, you know, places like, you know, Michigan, Michigan, you know, by default probably gets the most of it, but I mean, you can get it in California, you know, you can get it in, in, in Kentucky. It's um, but just, just in limited quantities. And if, if you are trying to hunt those down, the honestly, the best way to go is to take a look at our beer finder Um on, on dragonsmilk.com and, and if you see a liquor store that have had that has gotten the reserves in the past that's probably a good indication of where you're going to get it again cool yeah this one's uh this one's definitely going to make an appearance at our next dark beer night for sure <laughs> right on right on hey anything I'm not much of a beer drinker. Just a question from a newbie, I guess. Is there a shelf life? Because I see in this bottle some like timestamp. Um, is it more like six months to 12 months? And is there really a difference between fresh off the, you know, not like a still, I guess it's, it's not a distilled spirit, uh, the mash and um, I guess putting it in a bottle? the difference in terms of taste yeah absolutely and it differs by beer style i mean for for an ipa you know our 
our the shelf life is much shorter than it is for dragon's milk. Um, you want it, you want to get those hot that hop characteristics like as fresh as you possibly can. I mean, it's not and thing is beer never necessarily goes bad it just isn't as good as it once was and, and ipa is definitely a little bit more of a a fickle uh style in terms of in terms of timeline for dragon's milk you know we recommend a year shelf life uh the the date on our on our cans and our bottles that's the kind of the born on date the bottled on date um so as long as you're getting in a year and we feel really good about it after and you can certainly age that product as well it just kind of goes it kind of ebbs and flows you know depending on how it's how it's taking on oxidation you know the 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 dissolved oxygen in the in the bottle is very low um to begin with but it is there um you know depending on how you store it and all that kind of you know if it's sitting in your hot garage and cold winters like it's going to be a lot different than if it was just in a you know cellar in your basement but um we we kind of always say with our with our products you know we've we've especially with dragon's milk we've done the aging for you um you don't need to age it drink it as fresh as you can this is what when our brewers who and our cellarmen they physically literally taste every single barrel um that goes through and passes our our qc so it's like it's good to go now drink it as drink it when you can um yeah it, i would always recommend drinking beer at kind of peak freshness after that it's just it's like I said, never goes bad, just not as good as we thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I like that question, A, because I feel that, especially with like those special releases, I feel like people like to hold on to those for, for a while, you know, kind of, and, and you know, Chris and A will get this too, even Seth, um, about, you know, the verticals almost to a, to a degree, you know, they want the all three, maybe a couple years later, and then, then they'll crack them open. And because uh, I, I know, like, I think a Goose Island and they're, you know, Bourbon County releases, that's a big thing to hold on to those for a few years. Um, so I, I guess though for, for y'all, it's like, no, we made it, we, we did it. It's good. Good now. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. And, and who knows what it's going to be like, you know, in five years from now, you know, we put real peanut butter in that beer, like drink it now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, there's salt, there's caramel in there. Drink it now. You know, in five, we have a, kind of a fun tradition in our office um, where we will go into liquor stores and buy like the oldest 22 ounce bombers that we can possibly find at a liquor store. And we'll, we'll share them just because we're, I think, gluttons for punishment, but it's like, those beers were awesome. You know, five years ago, three or four years ago, they were great. And it's just, it's just, they were meant to be drank then. It's not necessarily something that you want to, you want to hold on to, especially if you, especially if you go out hunting and, and you pay a lot of money for those special releases um enjoy it now would be my recommendation always jonathan we did uh we did that vertical of bourbon county stout for i think it was back to 2015 last winter and it was not not good at all <laughs> <laughs> so so what you're saying is they lost the freshness by the end Oh yeah, like, but you're you're exactly right. You know, you you feel like you want the verticals. You know, you want to try three or four years in a row. And uh, Dominique, I'll take your take your advice from now on. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and, and Dominique, you know, like <clears throat> you have the dragon's milk white. You have the dragon's milk, the reserve. I know you weirdly went into the dragon's share seltzer. Um. 
how do you ever like do you see you guys expanding the line at any point like you know with a salted caramel if it keeps getting brought up every day like i mean how how do you guys ever figure out when to truly expand and offer something else year-round yeah, it's a, that's a really good question. And it's a lot of, I mean, it's a boring answer, but I mean, it, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's looking at data, it's looking at, at what consumers are, are asking for it's, and it's all, but it's also, you know, we, we're really proud of our innovation department as well, um, which is, which is mostly led now by our, by our founder and um, our innovation brewer, John, John Bohr. Um And it's like, Hey, like, we found this thing. It, I think this is really good. And no one else is doing it. Like there, there was no data on, uh, on a bourbon barrel seltzer. You know, there is there at the time, you know, um, on the, on the windmill side of things, you know, there really wasn't a ton of stuff going on with, with new England IPAs when Tangerine space machine came out. It's like, but it's like, I think we got to do this. Um, and so it's a, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's a little bit of, it's, it's a science and an art at the same time. Um, and then for, for dragon's milk, it's really kind of making sure that it falls within the, the parameters that we set for the brand. And, and, and for the most part, um, that, it, that is, it's gotta, it's gotta be aged in oak in some, in some way or shape or form. And then it's gotta deliver on flavor as well. Um, and for, for dragon share, um, that is a, like a crazy experiment. <laughs> um, that we're that we're excited about and and, and happy with, with how things are, are going with that brand but um yeah it just uh, that kind of came about of you know asking the same questions that brett did when we first brewed dragon's milk you know 20 years ago bourbon barrel aged stouts or, or bourbon barrel beers really were not a thing um certainly not to any sort of scale and and with seltzer it's like okay like this is this is where we are now but like how do we introduce more complexity to it how do we how do we bring something to the table that isn't being done anywhere else. Um, and by, by, you know, taking, you know, aging water essentially in those barrels, we're able to extract a lot of flavor in the same way that you would um, with any, with any liquid in a barrel and it makes for a, a, a in, my, in my opinion, a very interesting drinking experience and, and one that's um, super accessible. You know, it's, I love, I, I'm a huge bourbon guy as well. And um, while I do find myself drinking it, quite quite often um it's not necessarily something you want to have every, you know all day every day and be able to kind of get the flavor notes of of bourbon um you know in a way that i think uh even you know vodka soda drinkers do with with their high noons or even white claws and um just a, just an easy uh, accessible product that's that's aged in bourbon barrels and so that that's why we why we used the dragon name there all right and before we wrap up any final questions from everyone else? Nope. <laughs> All right, Chris. What? 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 Are you? Are you ever going to drink beer again? Yes, I will <laughs> definitely go back to beer. I am opening the door. The door was closed. It's unlocked, and now we're opening the door. Like this much? <laughs> like that much? <laughs> a, are you going to go back to some dragon's milk a little more often, maybe? Um, yeah, I think so. Dragon's milk is kind of my stout to uh, go to, I think, before. Um, but truthfully, I, I'm really interested in the kind of bourbon that I smelled today or and drank. It's very interesting. So it'll be interesting to see like what you guys are coming out of as well on the next future releases. That'll be kind of interesting, cool to see. 
Yeah, and, and and before I get to Seth, because you know Seth doesn't doesn't count right now. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but but Dominique, I mean, you guys to, to some degree have been talking to a lot of people lately, thinking about this a lot. You know, like my generation that grew up beer drinkers, craft beer drinkers, have now kind of gone into the bourbon space, and you're now seeing a lot of places that used to do like wine cask finishes doing a beer barrel finish you know like they'll partner with someone you know put some put a blonde ale in it and then get it back put their stuff back in it i mean you guys were kind of the first ones on that weren't you i mean like doing especially on the scale y'all were doing it yeah yeah i i think it's pretty safe to say that we were um probably pretty ahead of the curve to be honest um at least on the beer barrel finishing um it's it's fun to it's a testament to just the company culture that we have at New Holland and, and the people that work on this brand. I mean, they're just a, a legion of innovators, you know, I mean, they're always kind of thinking outside the box and there's as many, as many things as you see, as you see on the shelf, you know, there are just failed experiments where it's like, we shouldn't have done that. That was gross. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but we're really, we're, we're, we're super excited to, about, about beer barrel bourbon, about dragon's milk and kind of how we can continue to, to mine this, to, to mine a, a great brand and um, keep giving people you know, interesting, interesting expressions off of it. All right, Seth, you can go now. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, the reserve is definitely something that's going to make, make a, uh, a splash at, at the uh, beer night or dark beer night. Uh, next one we have, but I'm I'm with A on the on the beer barrel bourbon. Uh, it's it's really good. It's actually the first bourbon I've had finished in beer barrels. Um, and I you know I want to try try a few more now to see if you know that's that's what it is. It's really really tasty. Because A you you were talking about you got some interesting notes off of that. And, and I do. I'll, I'm just curious if I'm wondering if that's because that beer brings a different life to that barrel. I think so. I mean, this is like very interesting notes, like the nose on this, it's like very fruity floral, like that green, uh, that green tart. Like I cannot like find the right word for it, but it's very interesting. Even the, like the palate is kind of has that beer bitterness, but I, if it's finished in like the beer, like I was wondering what kind of beer, because I get the hops, like that bitterness from it. And I'm like, hmm, it's kind of interesting and has a really nice leg for an 80 proof. So it would be interesting to try the cash strength truthfully um, and see kind of where that profile comes from. But it already has nice, like nice, beautiful, like viscosity on the glass. So it'll be cool to see and try. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, wink, wink. You know, it'd be cool to try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can happen. We'll talk off show. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but Dominique, what, what for the beer barrel? You, you said you guys, what which barrels do you use use for that typically? Those are those are all dragon's milk. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So yep. So it's it it's sits insane. in yeah yeah. So two to four years in, in just you know new American white oak. Um, and then after that, it gets that, that dragon's milk barrel. Um, and is that like the, like, cause you talked about, you have like the first, first one and a second one, and you kind of blend those for dragon's milk. Is this kind of like the third thing that hits them again? Is, is this? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. 
yeah, I I would love to see what happens. And now, do you guys ever use the beer bear or the the bourbon barrels that you all use for this for anything else? Um, it's not really for beer. Um, there, there's been like a, mostly for for innovation experiments if it goes that far. But we have an on-site wood shop um, that does all of the. I mean, gosh, I mean, anything from furniture to tap handles to decorations and our brew pubs. Uh, and we break down, we, we set, we, you know, we uh, recycle a ton of those barrels through our cooperage, but a lot of, a good percentage of that goes over to the wood shop and gets broken down and, and turned into, into cool new items and stuff like that. Is there anything y'all don't do up there? Like, no, no, there is. Michigan. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. We, we definitely span the gamut for sure. I mean, we like distillery brewery, we make kombucha. I mean, it is, I mean, if you, if you name it, we probably got it. Are you going to do a dragon's milk kombucha? Uh, not as long as I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to wrap it all up, what's next for, for the dragon's milk brand? Because obviously new Holland, they, they you know, that's, that's the craft beer label you know I, I love the ichabod pumpkin ale I, I love a lot of the things the the quote-unquote windmill brands do what's next for dragon's milk and you know what can we see maybe in 2022 and, and beyond yeah we've got some things i i really can't talk about but i'm really <sighs> stoked about um we've can got you give us uh, a good tease yeah oh absolutely i mean we've got three new um three new dragon's milk reserves um, that are going to be coming out. Uh, an old favorite will be returning. Uh, we've got some some really, really fun stuff on the bourbon side too. Um, we released uh, last year um, actually a bottled and bond product underneath the Dragon's Milk name. Um, and that was, that was four years. Um, we've done a five-year expression of that. Um, we will also be doing a six-year of that probably by the, hopefully by the end of this year. Um, just in, just in our brew pubs, but really excited about that. No beer barrel finish, um, to, to the earlier question or the, or the comment, like the beer barrel absolutely changes that, that flavor profile pretty significantly. Um, and it's fun to, it's fun to compare and contrast those, but, um, but yeah, we've got, there's, I would just say, you know, follow Dragon's Milk on Instagram and, uh, there's a, there's a lot of news coming, uh, you know, in the next couple of months. So, um. Yeah, we're we're pumped. Well, I, I I love to hear that. I can't wait to see see what's next. I've had a little bit of everything. I've had the Dragon Share Seltzer. Um, it's it's wildly different for a seltzer <laughs> than anything I've ever had before. Uh, Chris, I might send you some. Just I I, I feel like you have to have your first seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> so, so. But, but Dominique, thank you so much. Chris, A, Seth, this has been a very fun night. Thank you all. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Thank John. you.